God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our final segment for Ms. Keisha Haran, the mental health extraordinaire, the counselor that is going to keep you on your feet, keep you on your seat, make sure that you're in the word and she's going to help you lead a better life. I am so excited that I had the opportunity for all of Mental Health Month to be able to interview Keisha Haran. Let's take a listen to the final segment and I know you're going to be blessed. And the more we tell people about his mercy and his grace and his goodness, he becomes a person that people actually want to get to know. And they fall in love with him. And they realize that he is a benevolent father. And because he's a good father, he will discipline you. And yes. you, know what? you know, that's a death in the Bible too. Or <laughs> it is. Discipline comes. He prunes so that there can be more fruit. Exactly. You know, these gardeners out there that's listening today, you know more about it. I don't have a green thumb, but you can't just let flowers grow wild. You have to prune them. Exactly. Right? We prune them and then we put boundaries around them. And that's another subject under mental health is putting those healthy boundaries in place um, because there is abuse. There's a, abuse in the church. There's abuse in the homes and we need to, we could be there all day. Okay, we're not going to go there. So thank, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you talking with me. And I know these are several mm -hmm. different segments and we could go forever. We this sure can. I love talking about God and mental health. Like those are my favorite subjects. Yes. Well, I appreciate it because in the church, in many instances, we don't talk about mental health. We don't see the distinction of whether or not my pastor would be able to handle it or if I need to seek professional help. Right. If my pastor happens to be a professional counselor as well, and many do take counseling courses, that's excellent. Yes. But they will also sometimes refer, especially if it gets over into more of the psychiatric side or something that they cannot handle. But imagine a pastor has the responsibility. He's accountable for your soul. If everyone in the church was coming to him because they were having dysfunctions at home, or they were having issues with feeling depressed or having sexuality issues. If everyone was coming, he would not be able to handle it all. So we're so glad that there are those mental health professionals that can take some of that weight off. And I don't want a pastor to feel that they have to be able to do all of that. Um, we talked also previously about just the depression side of things and some of the coping skills and some of the things that you need to do to make sure that you're not going down that path or to try to get out of that path, as well as having that accountability partner and those multitude of counselors that are going to provide you some of that safety. We also talked about sexuality. I mean, we went through quite a bit. We, we did the coping skills. We didn't get into the mood disorders, though depression might be 
depression is one depression is a mood disorder depression you have depression you have anxiety then you have bipolar disorder which is not what people think one day she's nice one day she's not but no that's not bipolar disorder um but there's an array of different mood disorders this talks about how your mood fluctuates and different things like that but yes depression is one of them anxiety is one of them and uh borderline not borderline that's a personality disorder even though that does fluctuate with your mood but uh bipolar disorder is another one but bipolar and depression are more of on the severe end of the spectrum especially you start going into psychosis and suicidality which we didn't even talk about i know and how common how common it is and how that's another taboo topic but you know that can go okay okay i we're gonna have to extend this just a moment suicide within the church you see a lot of that Oh, or the thought process, I would say. So I would say, I would say both. I mean, look at the rising number of pastors that are killing themselves. Mm. It just See, I was thinking congregation, you went directly to the head. Why not? I mean, it goes from the head or it goes from the pulpit to the door. The pulpit is not mental illness does not discriminate. The, yeah. it, it doesn't discriminate on race. It doesn't discriminate on sexuality. It doesn't discriminate on socioeconomic status. It doesn't discriminate on your belief in Jesus. It, it, it religious affiliation. Uh, it definitely does not discriminate from the head right because think about everything that you just talked about with the pastor being a pastor and being responsible for your congregation you know being the under shepherd to your congregation and dealing with not only the spiritual things that happen okay because because let's be honest there is a spiritual side to mental illness but but we're not gonna over spiritualize things and then people just think that all you gotta do is cast out these demons and people not gonna be depressed anymore we're not doing that but there is a you know there's that spiritual warfare that you're under shepherd is standing in the gap for and then you bring them the soulish things that they also have to stand in the gap for and then add on their own stuff so if they are in relationship with people if they have a family whatever it is they're struggling with you know one of the things that the one of the reasons why self-care is so important for therapists is because people come in your space with spirits and yes. if you are not careful, that spirit will attach themselves to you. And not everybody in your church is filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. So it makes absolute sense that, yes, even pastors are struggling with um, either attempted and actually carrying out suicidality, but also suicidal ideation. You know, there is this Oh, stigma attached to suicidality again and suicidal ideation and because nobody wants to talk about it people are dying literally dying and sometimes they don't necessarily have a mental illness life has just become too much for them and they are dying because they are afraid to talk about it and the honest truth is more people consider suicidal thoughts 
at any given point in time in their life. Have you ever thought life would just be so much better if, man, God, can you just take me home right now? Yeah. Well, he didn't take you home last night, so why you want him to take you home right now? What is it about life you do not want to deal with in this moment? Suicidal ideation, right? More passive, not necessarily active, but it is a thought that you consider. What if I just didn't wake up today? Things would be so much better if I was not here. We say a lot of those things in our mind. And granted, do we have to sit there and say, hey, I'm suicidal? No, but it is more common that we flirt with suicidality than people are willing to admit and talk about. And so if we do not talk about it, the rate of suicidality is just going to continue to increase. I mean, just after the pandemic, there has been so suicidal rates have increased by far. People are dying because nobody wants to talk about the stuff. We, we have to talk about it. Wow. We just have to talk about it. And we don't need to shame people because they are struggling. You know, um, one of the things that I really, really love about my pastor is that he talks about it from the pulpit. If we want churches, if we want the people in our congregation to feel more comfortable with our mental illness, pastors have to start talking about it from the pulpit. Show the people in the Bible that struggle with certain mental illness. I'm doing a study right now on Elijah. He definitely did, especially if you talk about suicidality, he's one of them. And he said it the same way. Job cursed the day that I was ever born. One of my favorite characters in the Bible struggled with these things. Mental health, mental illness, all throughout the Bible. Yeah. And people actually killed themselves in the Bible. Yeah, so they- to not talk about it is to say, okay, well then why did God create, why not, not, he didn't create that book, but why did he put it in the book that is supposed to tell tell us about him and reveal us to us, you know? So if we don't talk about it, I mean, if God can talk about it, then why can't we? Right, so with our head, the pastors in the church that do have all this responsibility, there's that suicidal tendency or thought process that comes up and they typically don't act on it, like you said, but on the other end, you've got the burnout Yeah. because I'm trying to do that too. And I'm trying to balance everything. And we just need to open up and have this, this dialogue with someone who can understand, can give us the coping mechanisms, can help us see both sides of the story and not just one, you know, that we're telling ourselves and bring us back to wholeness or back to that midpoint to say, I'm okay and I can handle this. Right. Yes. Our pastors, because they're at the forefront, they have got the brunt. Plus they got the darts of the enemy all over them. Absolutely. Every angle, you know, Mm -hmm. spiritual warfare is real. And people think it's not, but it really is. I have a heart for pastors in that I recognize the importance of their position, their anointing. 
And I will say this, I am not called or graced like that. It takes a special grace. You know, like I, I said to somebody else, I say it all the time. I'm like Moses. I didn't birth not near one of these. Children. <laughs> I, I, no, if I had a hundred of me in one location, no way. And, you know, I might be closer to the same ones. I'm just going to count it that way. I'm closer to being sane. But in any event, yes, pastors get help if you need help. If you just need to talk to someone, sometimes it just takes having another pastor friend that you can communicate with, but be open and honest. And yes. therefore, if you are open and honest and have been practicing that, then in many instances, your congregation will be able to come and be open and honest with you and right. they will be able to refer even the more. So yes, that suicidal tendencies, that burnout is another issue. Grief is another that we deal with. Um, you know, losing someone, having a void within your life. Those things are hard yes. and there's coping that has to happen. There's change that has to happen. And sometimes we need assistance in order to get there. Akisha, we could talk about the trauma. We didn't get to the trauma side. We well, get to yeah, a lot of the abuse. There's just so much that's so here. Much. I am so glad that I have the opportunity of knowing you and knowing how you're connected with God. But audience, I'm telling you, if I didn't say it earlier on this segment, make sure you connect with uh, Akisha uh, on our social media. There's some great things coming down the pike. I know they are. And you'll be able to get more in touch with her and actually go see her and visit with her and have her be your counselor, because this is important. You want to know who the person is. And I would ask you how to pick a mental health professional. That's probably number one. But uh, just say, if you're in my audience, pick this one. Simple. <laughs> Simple as that. Because that way, you know what you're going to get. You know that there, she's Bible believing. You know, she's going to tell you what's in the Bible, but she is going to be honest up front. She's going to listen to you, has that heart after God that is going to say, you know, I want you to have the best in life and whatever I can do to assist you, I will do that. Keisha, I love you. I'm so glad that you had an opportunity to come on. I don't know how many segments, probably about four or five. So if you have not heard the first one or all the ones in between, go back and listen. That's all I can say. Would you like to close out and just let us know anything that you want to say that I probably missed out on? Uh, no, you actually said everything. Um, I'm just so honored to have this privilege. I don't take it lightly to be an instrument for God and to be his mouthpiece because we are to be his hands and his feet. And so um I'm just very, very grateful for this opportunity to reach people um, and to share with people God's truth, God's joy, God's love, God's peace, so that we can become bold. You know, we have to start building these bridges to becoming whole, and our wholeness is found in God. And so it is my encouragement that if you have not seen a therapist or talked to somebody about something, do it, talk to them. They're here, we're here, we, we 
have a heart to serve. And, and that's one of the things that you do want to do when you start talking to people, whether they be professionally or not, you want to make sure that they have a heart to serve and their actions will show whether or not they have a heart to serve. And so um, people are hurting and people are suffering and God equipped us with the tools necessarily necessary to get us through that. So use them, pray, get into your word, fall in love with the one person who loved you first. And that is God. He will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. He is a benevolent father. And if I don't leave anybody with anything else, it is to tell you that he is a good, good father. He is consistent. He is faithful. He is a protector. He is kind. And if you follow people or get connected with people who has his heart and show the fruit of his spirit, then you can't go wrong. And so Shantae, thank you so much. I love you. I love you, the audience. Um, oh, my social media handle on Instagram is Mrs. Heron 21. So that's M as in Mary, R S as in Sam, H E R O N as in Nancy 21. Would love to connect with you. Thank yes, you. Yes, definitely do that. I'm going to put it in the show notes and I'll make sure that I put this segment at the beginning as well for every single one of them because it is so important that you connect with the right people in. So connect with Keisha. Okay. Keisha, it truly has been my pleasure and I am so thankful and grateful for you being here and for all of my audience, again, make sure you connect with her. Again, I'm signing off Dr. Shanta Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. Make sure you put feet to your faith and walk victoriously. Wow, that's all I can say as we end this mental health segment to say that we have really talked about mental health in the church, in the black church, as well as mental health when it relates to the world and how they see sexuality and identity and everything else. If you missed any one of the episodes, please go back and listen. Make sure you listen, share it with someone who really needs to hear it. And then not only do that, but subscribe and make sure you put on the notifications because there's more coming your way. It has truly been my pleasure. I'm Dr. Shanta Haynes, helping you put feet to your faith so that you might be able to walk victoriously. You know, Jesus didn't die for us to financially struggle. He didn't die for us to struggle mentally either. He died so that we would have an abundant life. And that abundant life not only includes, includes the money, but it includes our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. All of that goes together. So listen for more. And if there's any specific thing that you wanna have a conversation on or have me have a conversation on, make sure you put a comment below. I look at those and I want to make sure that I'm meeting your needs as well. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and I'm your biblical money management expert and strategist with over 20 years of proven results. From one client who took one tip out of my book and saved $2,400 a year to another that was on a fixed income and is now going to be financially free for over six years. I'm excited about what I bring to you. What you don't know is that after 29 years of marriage, I got the rug pulled out from under me when my husband asked for a divorce. I was dumbfounded, anxious, and unsure of what my financial outlook was going to be.
Now, I know how money works and I've coached many, but I didn't think in my wildest dreams that this would happen to me. After all, I'm the prayer warrior, leader in the church, professor, speaker, and I have almost as many degrees as a thermometer. But what I learned after navigating my journey is that 90% of the women devastated by divorce or death ended up like I was, hiding in the shadows, wanting the life that they sacrificed so hard for, and they wanted their future to match the efforts in which they put in. Now, what we can't control is how someone else feels. And we can't control the system, which is typically stacked against us. But what we can control is how we manage the finances that we do have. We can effectively build confidence and walk in abundance. There is a smart way to move forward in financial freedom. If those things are something that you're interested in, I'm your girl. See, my passion is to help women devastated by the double Ds, divorce or death, who are unstable or unsure in their financial future, but want to live life confidently on their terms with financial independence and security, as well as peace. So if you are tired of the anxiety, the stress and feeling stuck, if the embarrassment and the shame are keeping you from confidently moving forward, and if you lack the money management skills, as well as the financial decision-making so that you can have financial independence, I'd like to help. If you are looking for keys to pain-free financial stress, if you're looking for those effective tools that are going to transform you from wounded to confident, and if you're looking for the smart way to move forward in financial freedom, then I truly am your girl and this program may be for you. The program is called Prosperity After Pain. It's a financial transformation experience. And if you qualify, it might be the thing that is going to change the rest of your life. How do you get in touch with me? The next step is for you to contact me and get on a strategy call so that I can help get you and guide you to the next best steps. You can find me online at h2htruth.org or simply look up Shante Haynes, C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. Your heart may be broke, but your bank account doesn't have to be. Contact me today for your free strategy call. H, the number two, H, truth, dot O-R-G. You can find us online at H, the number two, H, truth, dot O-R-G. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.